0: what a day right Ethan got all of these people here today A lot of family who have come from far and near members and friends of Bethany who have come here to to celebrate this day with you fellow confirmation students who might be a little envious that you're done and they're not but what is this day all about well I suppose we can think about this day as being a day where you get to profess your faith. The faith into which you were baptized. It's also the day, it's the culmination of three years of hard study, studying the Bible, studying the catechism. But what is this day really all about? Well, I hate to say it, but this day is not about you. It's not about all of the people who are here to support you, to, to give you their encouragement as you continue on in the faith this day is about jesus it's always about jesus and jesus makes that clear to us in the bible reading that we're going to focus on today from john 15 he talks about himself as the vine and he talks about us as the branches but the most important part of that whole picture is the vine So let's listen to what Jesus says in John 15, beginning at verse 1. It's printed in the bulletin if you wish to follow along. Please rise as we hear these words of our Lord. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He is going to cut off. And He prunes every branch that does not bear fruit, so that it will bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I am going to remain in you. A branch cannot bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Likewise, you cannot bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him is the one who bears much fruit because without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you continue to bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. This is our Sermon text, let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Make us holy through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. So in this passage, Jesus makes it very clear that he is the focus. He is the vine. We are the branches. But he tells us, branches, how it is that we live in him. First of all, we live as branches in Christ because we are cleansed. Now that cleaning, that cleansing can take place in in two different ways. One, is it that we have already been cleansed or that we are being cleansed? And really it talks about both ways. Both of those things are true. Jesus said, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Now here's the context of what Jesus is saying. It's Monday, Thursday. Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples, with the apostles, with the eleven at this point, because Judas had already left. And he's telling these men gathered before him that they are clean. And that simply means that they have been brought to faith in Jesus. Prior to this, prior to them coming to faith in Jesus, being brought to faith, they were clean. Filthy with sin, contaminated with sin. They weren't connected to their vine, to Jesus. And it's exactly this state in which all of us came into being. We are all conceived and born in sin. Think about a time when, when you've been the dirtiest you can imagine. Ethan, maybe for you it was while you were playing football or, or maybe working on the farm I I think of a time when I was working a summer job for a small company that made solvent purification systems There was one time. We had to spend two days inside of this huge cylindrical tank half filled with carbon pellets And we came out at the end of the day and that black of that carbon had soaked through even two layers of clothing It took me hours to try to get it all off of my skin When we were born No matter who we are, no matter what our families are, we are all filthy with sin. That's what Isaiah talks about in his 64th chapter. He says, All of us have become like one who is unclean. And because of this uncleanness, we have no relationship with our Savior. We have no connection to Him as the vine. And if we stay in that state, if we stay in that state of filthiness, we will end up dying forever, in hell, in fact. But God came to us in His Word, and in the waters of baptism, connected with that Word, He washed our sins away. Ethan, you don't remember that day. It's back there on the poster, all of the pictures. May I'm sorry, May twenty fourth, 2008, when what John says in his first letter was true for you. That the blood of Jesus washes us clean from every sin. And so yes, we have already been cleansed. We've already been cleaned of all of our sin as branches in Christ. And yet that, that cleansing continues. We are being cleansed right now. Jesus said, God prunes every branch that does bear fruit so that it will bear more fruit. Now, we may wonder if we were cleansed in our baptisms, if sin was taken away, why do we have to be cleansed again? Well, We know the answer. We know that, that we still have a sinful nature. It's kind of like rust. We know how rust affects things, cars and other metal objects. When, when the metal starts to oxidize and, and it's being eaten away, well, you can fix it. You can get a, a can of spray paint and spray over the rust, and and you don't see the rust anymore, but it's still there. And that rust is going to come through over and over again. And that's what happens with us. Yes, we have that sinful nature that keeps popping up, that keeps making itself known, that keeps derailing our lives and and causing us to do things that we know that, that aren't according to God's will. But we are continually cleaned by our heavenly father the picture that jesus used here is that of a gardener someone who is pruning the branches pruning them so that they can bear more fruit maybe it's a branch that that has dried up just a little bit or maybe it has some dead things on it but the gardener comes along and prunes it he cleans it so that it can bear more fruit and that's what god does for us he takes Every day, takes our death-causing sins away from us because of what Jesus has done for us. Because Jesus has taken our sins away, every day those sins are gone. And that's part of the reason why we're here today, to be cleansed. Whenever we come together for worship, one of the first things we do in our service is, is to confess our sins. And then God forgives us of those sins. That's him pruning us, cleansing us, so that we can bear more fruit. So we live as branches in Christ to bear fruit also. And we can only bear fruit when we're in Christ, when we're in the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, who bears, and I in him is the one who bears much fruit. Fruit, because without me you can do nothing more fruit notice Jesus says you will bear more fruit now maybe it doesn't always feel that way maybe when we think about our lives as Christians we don't think that we're bearing all that much fruit we look at what Paul says for example in Galatians 5 about the fruit of the Spirit and maybe we wonder he says the fruit of the Spirit is love joy peace patience Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Love. Do we always love God as the number one thing in our lives above everyone and everything else? And how about our neighbors? Even maybe our family members who sometimes are a little annoying. Do we love them more than we love ourselves? Joy. Well, today is a day where maybe we can have some joy. Joy at what we're celebrating. Joy in our Savior. But are we always joyful? Do we always feel joy in our hearts for for everything that God does for us? Now, I could keep going through this whole list of the fruit of the Spirit and we might see how we don't measure up. But that's not Paul's point. Paul's point is, That if you are connected to Jesus, if you are in the vine as a branch, these are the things that you do. These are the fruit that you produce. We produce fruit in our lives because we are connected to the vine. So we could really say we're not the ones producing that fruit. It's Jesus who is producing that fruit in us. Paul also says in Philippians 2, It is God who continues to work in you, both to be willing and to be doing what is pleasing to Him. So when God is at work in us, we produce fruit. We produce the things that are pleasing to Him, even if at times we don't think it's too much. Let's go back to the last part of verse 5 when Jesus said, Without me, you can do nothing. That's kind of a hard pill to swallow, isn't it? That word, nothing. We like to think that that we can, on our own, do things that are pleasing to God. Maybe, Ethan, you're thinking about all of the hard work that you've done over these past three years, all of the the studying and the memorizing and standing up before the congregation and reciting and answering questions. Shouldn't those count for something? Something? Shouldn't those be counted by God as some sort of merit on your part? And what about when we obey our parents or obey our teachers or our bosses? Shouldn't those things count to our credit before God? But Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. If we are not connected to him, we don't bear fruit. It's like a stalk of corn that's cut off. And that stalk of corn, even if it has an ear that it started to, to bear already, it's not going to bear any more fruit. It's just going to lie there on the ground. It's going to wither up. It's, it's dead. It's cut off from its source of life. And that is us apart from Jesus. If we don't have that connection to Him, if we don't have a relationship with Him, we have no life in us. And we produce nothing good. And how do we get cut off from the vine? Well, Jesus says that God might cut us off, but he also says, if anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. So if we have no connection to Jesus, how did that happen? Well, sometimes it's not God coming along and cutting us off. He wouldn't do that if we weren't already dead. But really, it's us disconnecting ourselves from the vine. It's kind of a a hard picture to imagine, but imagine a vine, or I'm sorry, imagine a branch coming and and getting something like an axe or something that's sharp and trying to hack away at its connection to the vine. That's what we do at times. That's what we do if we neglect studying God's word if we neglect coming to church, if we don't take the Lord's Supper often, we're actually trying to to sever ourselves from that connection. But notice what Jesus says. He says that he remains in us. He's not going to cut us off from himself. He remains in us. Think about what he did for us. Jesus, the very Son of God, came to this earth as one of us. He came so that he could live perfectly because we can't. He came to die so that we don't have to. He rose from the dead to guarantee that we will rise from the dead. And after he's done all of that, is he going to just come along and and cut us off? No, he remains with us. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. So he remains in us. He nurtures us. He strengthens us through his word, through his sacraments. And that's how we bear fruit. It's Jesus who is working in us to bear this fruit. And that fruit will continue. And by producing that fruit, Jesus also says we glorify God. Jesus said, My Father is glorified in this, that you continue to bear much fruit. And thus, Prove to be my disciples. Now I already said that we might not think that we bear that much fruit because we know that, that even though we're connected to the vine, we're still sinners and we will continue to sin. We do all sorts of terrible things. But we have God who is constantly cleansing us, cleansing us through his word, through his sacraments so that we can bear more fruit. And that's a lifelong process. It's something that's going to continue every day of our lives until Jesus takes us to be with Him. Martin Luther said about our fruit-bearing faith, faith is a living, busy, active thing so that it is impossible for it not incessantly to do good works, to bear fruit, that is. It does not ask whether good works are to be done, but before the question is asked, it has already done them. If faith is constantly working, if God is is constantly at work in us, think about how we bear fruit every day. As we submit ourselves to the authorities, to, to teachers, to bosses, to government officials, is that bearing fruit? As we husbands love our wives as Christ loved the church, is that bearing fruit? As wives love their husbands, and submit to them. Is that bearing fruit? As we parents train up our children in the way they should go, is that bearing fruit? As we children obey and and honor our parents, is that bearing fruit? As employees serve their employers, is that bearing fruit? Yes, yes to all of those instances. And we could go on and on with all kinds of ways that we serve our God, that we live for Him, that we are producing fruit for Him. In spite of our shortcomings, in spite of the fact that, that we don't always give glory to God as, as much as we want, we know we still bear fruit. Remember who we are. We are branches. We are branches connected to the vine. And with His strength alone, can we do anything? Can we bear fruit for Him? That's why he gets all of the glory. I'm going to circle back to something I said at the beginning of the sermon about how this day, Ethan, is not all about you. But a little bit of attention, it's it's okay. Why is that? Well, what do we see when we look at you? We see a young man who is a a dedicated Christian, a a fellow Christian, branch in the vine of Christ. We see a young man who is living his life to God's glory. And so I'll say this to you, but this actually I'll say to everyone here today. Stay in the vine. Stay in the true vine of Jesus because in him you have life. And that life is forever. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.